He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Hey, we're inviting you to join me for a run bright and early in Corpus Christi. All are welcome. We're looking forward to seeing you out. <laughs> oh, here we go, folks. It is a new week. It's Monday. It's September 19th. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. And that was Texas gubernatorial candidate for the Democrats, Francis Beto O'Rourke, running in a button-down shirt. Who who doesn't do that, right? That's just that's the way that you do it. Yeah, that, that's the normal. That's, that's it's the, the new. It's 2022. <laughs> it's the new thing to do. Put some slacks on, put a nice, freshly ironed button down on, and get out there on the road, the trail, whatever. Pretty amazing. But like I said, like I said off air right before we went on, it's like his a social media person, you know, was like, "Hey, I, we we have to real quick before you leave and get in your in your truck, your massive truck that is that you know gas drives guzzling. on gas." Uh, <laughs> gonna need you to i'm gonna record some i just want you to talk about the run we're doing okay cool and go and then he just starts running like yeah. what are you doing no that's, that's, i think <laughs> like, you're right i think that's totally what happened um that's that's just that's just matter of fact and he of course wasn't thinking far enough to head to be like man i already get trolled really hard on the internet just for being me and for being this crazy ass dude maybe i shouldn't put a video of me jogging in business casual apparel didn't didn't cross yeah, his mind I mean, like, he, he is an idiot nanette um it's 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 i would have been okay if he would have been like in cycling attire like a bike helmet hey we're going for a run like at least we see active wear you pretty know, much anything okay. yeah hell <laughs> pajamas would have been better naked i don't want to see beto naked but maybe you know maybe he's fresh off a streaking thing i don't know it's it's anything but business casual or like a tuxedo works but that's not what he chose. It's not what he chose. All right, guys. Hope you had a great weekend. Damn glad to be with you guys today. Thanks for being here. I've uh, been looking forward to seeing and spending time with you again all weekend. And here we are. And we're going to dive right in with question of the day. Now, I always have a caveat. So today's no different. Going to caveat this. I understand that companies have gone woke and there's changes going on. And some of you might be like, I hate these guys. Okay. That's not the question. Channel, channel your, your, yourself five years ago, or hell, 55 years ago, whatever, whenever, you, whenever you want to do it, and riddle me this. The question of the day is, which M&M is the best? I'm not talking color. I'm talking plain, peanut, caramel, Ooh, peanut butter. Uh, this, this could be the divide. Could be, the, could divide. be the divide. In, in the whole show right here. So send your answers in. If you want to send the color in too, that's fine, whatever. But we're not M&M racists here. We just want to know which one you like the best as you send your responses in. Today's episode is brought to you by Home Title Lock. Homeowners beware. You could already be the victim of home title theft and may not have a clue. Some cyber thief out there could already have forged his name onto the title of your house. And here's how you find out. Our good friends over at Home Title Lock have a special free offer for my listeners. All you got to do is go to hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew, then simply enter your address for your free, no obligation home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. The title to your home is the only document that proves that you own it, you and or your spouse own it. And once he forges the title, then they can take out loans on your home, forge your name stating that he's the new owner. So first things first, Go to that URL that you've got on the screen right there. Let's make sure your home's title is secure. It's hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew. Use my promo code Drew on the site if you get there a different way. Then enter your address for your free, no obligation home title scan. That's $100 value, all for free. Again, hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew. Okay, let's get to the responses. I know people are excited to talk about this. I know people who are here for the first time are saying, what on earth are we doing talking about M&M's? We like food here. We like food. We like drinks. We like to have a good time. And then we get serious. Susie says peanut. Nanette, plain. Plain milk chocolate, says Shirley. Peanut, says Shelby. Mint M&M's. I don't know if I've had those, but now I'm... I, and now I want them. Yes. <laughs> Send somebody. We need a runner. 
Um, maybe that maybe they're seasonal. I have no idea. Planes says way, Valerie. I finally got the dots pretzels and oh my gosh. Which ones incredible. did you get? I got the regular and then I got the honey mustard. The honey bandages. mustard. Mm. My mm. wife even said they're not clean enough. So I'm gonna have to fight to sneak them into the to the house. But I'll um, just send you a shipment. <laughs> yes. They're a new sponsor uh ish. Something's going on. I don't know. Uh greetings from India. Good to have you. People all over the world watching and listening each week, and that's so fun. Love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being here. Um, it is it is a very different time, by the way, over there right now. So uh glad you're up and at them and watching. Valerie says playing, Linda says playing. BM, the question was, which is the best M&M? Not the best color, the best line, the best, you know, peanut, plain, peanut butter, caramel, whatever. Original green, they were sexy. Okay, all right, very specific. Michael Beto's gay as you know what. Yeah, he, he really is. Peanut butter M&M, says Mandy. Okay, what do we got over here? Peanut, peanut butter, peanut, peanut, peanut butter. Again, people coming in think that I'm either auctioning off peanuts and peanut butter um, or Eat just it. talking about food. <laughs> Going once. Uh, Going twice. So Another mint. We've got another mint. We gotta, mint is seasonal. I think it's Christmas. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Amy, good to see you over on Rumble. We love... New folks coming in there for the live show. Uh, glad to hang out again. We tell people come for the show, stay for the community. It's we got a dark great community. chocolate mint. Dark chocolate mint. Mm. Yeah. Guillermo says original. Okay, so we've got a lot. We've got a spattering. I will say this: I'm surprised. I saw no caramel, caramel, whatever you want, however you want to phrase it. I don't. I don't think I saw one. No. Those. Those I felt like weren't out for like. They didn't get, I don't know, I didn't see, like, you would see commercials for all the other ones. And you you never really saw a good one for the caramel or the caramel. Yeah. You know. But do you need a commercial? Um, You see a bag, you grab it, you eat it. It's supposed to be for for days or for multiple people, and you just eat the whole thing yourself. Malted M&Ms were also great. That's good. Yeah, the pretzel one was good. Pretzel one was was good. How come there are no white M&Ms since Raven 6? Fair point. But you know what else I'm also thinking as you say that? I love white chocolate. Why can't we have a white chocolate one? What? I mean, actually here, I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading down here. For some unknown reason, Mars chocolate has discontinued the most delicious M&Ms on the face of the planet. The, actually, this is the white chocolate peppermint one. That one was a special holiday flavor. It was discontinued after 20, the 2020 holiday season. So mm. not only did we have, you know, 12 days to stop the stop the curve the we also lost the m&m there. flavor uh i love white chocolate kit kats too missy sunil the question is is what is the best m&m what is the best kind of m&m that's what we're getting into today i look i all m&ms are good too I, to me i'm a i'm a classic guy and and a classy guy too my dad but no i would say for me and you maybe you think i'm going original since i said classic i'm the peanut Peanut M&M guy. I want a peanut M&M. Those are the best. See, I'm not a fan of the peanut. It, like, if I remember when I was a kid, my dad's like, here, have an M&M. And he loves the peanut M&Ms. I took it. I was like, oh, I was not ready for it. A- after that, I've never, like, if you want something, nope, I'm good. I don't hmm. care if I was, like, dying. Nope, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> scared you away. <laughs> it scared me away. And, and I've tried the pretzel. I've tried the caramel. I've tried the peanut butter one. Like, and those are all good, but I've never gotten back to the peanut um so for me i i you know it's the original ones i'm cool with that you know and and you know milk chocolate okay all right high plains drifter coming in with me yellow bag the yellow bag which of course is the peanut gotta love it technically i'm not even supposed to eat peanuts i've got you know some sort of a not allergic reaction but a severe intolerance to them i look i enjoy life too much to not do what i want to do yeah just just because someone says that could hurt you Come on. You don't know me very well. I feel like well. we need to have a theme song for High Plains Drifter. Like, yes. With like a. Any t- like a anytime a comment's made. Yeah. I like it. Tumbleweeds <laughs> across the. Okay. Let's get into the actual show. Let's talk about some news, shall we? So last night on 60 Minutes, and actually before I even get into that, because you just. I don't know. I, I, you, again, you guys know that I come from a football family. Football to me is, is probably way too important. But. I have to mention that as a kid, and and even now, frankly, even now, even even last night, you're you're sitting there watching games on Sundays, 
and you know the fun is over. You know that it's all about to go away when you start hearing that damn TikTok CBS 60 Minutes commercial talking about what's coming up. And then you see the fact that Joe Biden is coming on. And you reminisce back to, again, you know, oh, it's time for bed because the game's over and, and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, you see Dan Rather and all the other fake news douchebags back then. Anyways, I've never liked that show because of it. It symbolizes the end of my fun that particular day. But you've now got, fast forward, let's get back to present, let's get back to the story. Um, if you're new here, I always go off on tangents, sorry. But Scott Pelley, who carries the tradition of being an out-of-touch news presenter, interviewed Joe last night, the supposed commander-in-chief, about Hunter's laptop and about him molesting his daughter. Just kidding, that didn't happen. Would have been great if it did, though, right? They didn't do any of that. Here's him talking about inflation. Roll the clip. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just uh, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not. You're, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2 percent. It's been, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that, but guess what? We are. We're in a position where, for the last several months, it hasn't spiked. It has just barely. It's been basically even. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how out of touch this can this guy be? So he, I'll, I'll tell you, he's so out of touch with the entire, 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 I sound like Joe, with the entire world, with, with how reality, how things are actually going. 8.7 is the inflation rate. Joe says it's only gone up one point over the last month. Okay. But it's gone up 5% scooter since you came into office. Highest since 1982. I love, I love how he says an inch, like, because you know they didn't give him a number. They showed him a graph. Right. Like, oh, right. <laughs> it looks like about like, an inch. Let's get the ruler out. That's about an inch, yeah. <laughs> but seriously. That's not bad. At least it's not two inches. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Right? I mean, but this is Joe saying the way that he said it right there. Downplaying inflation that is crushing all of us. Doesn't matter if you're low income, middle income, high income. Everyone's getting affected. Obviously, there's relative scales, but everyone's getting hit by it. But it's like a doctor saying your cancer's, you know, taking over 90% of your body. But the good news, the good news is, is during this last month, it only spread by one, you know, 1% or so. It's still going to kill you. You're still going to die. It's just going to be a slower, more miserable death. You can't, you can't say, well, it's only, it's, it's like, just like a point. It's like, it's an inch. No. It is historic, historically awful. Raven 6, 60-minute question should be, why did you molest your daughter? That's a great question. Definitely not going to hear that one. Not going to hear the answer to that. Then for I the um like that's what 60 Minutes was growing up, you know? No, nah, like, but I think we always... thought it was. I think we thought it was. Because we were younger, we I were guess. We were younger. The world like, was different. Yeah. yeah, like to me, I always felt like 60 Minutes was more intense, like, you know, more into the sting operation that the cops were doing. Tick, 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 yeah. You know, like I, I always felt like it was more intense. I guess I never really watched it because like you're saying after football, young age is like, all right, time for bed. Like, okay, right. Go to bed. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, there's not a person so. on there now. There's not a, you know, an anchor correspondent person who's involved in that show. Now that brings any credibility whatsoever. They're all just absolute deep state douchebags who hate this country and are willing either they're, they're a part of it or they're dumb enough to go along with spreading lies. Either way, it's bad for the American people. But then for the umpteenth time, Joe was asked about Taiwan, and it basically went down the same way it has every other time. Here was the clip. What should Chinese President Xi know about your commitment to Taiwan? We agree with what we signed on to a long time ago, and that there's a one-China policy, and Taiwan makes their own judgments about their independence. We are not moving. We're not encouraging them being independent. We're not. Let, that's their decision. But would U.S. forces defend the island? 
Yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether American forces would defend Taiwan. But the commander-in-chief had a view of his own. So unlike Ukraine, to be clear, sir, U.S. forces, U.S. men and women, would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion? Yes. So now we're going to war with China. And to be clear, we have people on the ground in Ukraine. Come on, people. Hey, you've got to know that. I mean, maybe you don't know that. But I can, I can tell you, just from understanding how we work on the highest levels, what's happening there. But he, he said it's Taiwan. Yeah, you don't have to have... You don't have to have your level of clearance that you used to have to understand that. Like, right. You should no. be able to figure that out. We have quiet people doing quiet things all over the planet. And 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 it's uh, and in most cases, that's a good thing. I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, I got to be a part of some of those quiet things. They're fun. They're awesome. They're sexy. It makes life back here so boring. Uh, but I, I still love you guys. Um, but he said it's Taiwan's choice if they want to be a part of China. Ta Taiwan's a sovereign nation. And I, I'm pretty damn sure. I mean, again... I'm I'm not from there. I would stick out as a Nordic looking man like a sore thumb there, but I'm pretty sure citizens there don't want to be forced into communism. I'm just speculating at best. But can't we assume that's that's not something that they want? But then but beyond him being out of touch, saying all those things wrong, and for again, for the umpteenth time, he said this so many times. We play the clip of it every time he says, Yes, we would brave men and women would stand by their side. And then the White House steps in and says, oh, let's slow down there. That's actually not what would happen. So they had to walk back his comments yet again. Yet again. He's out there saying stuff. And, and literally, as we all know, he's not running anything. The other people are just like, oh, my God, he did it again. He did it again. He did it again. And it's your fault. It's your fault for, one, concocting this lame-ass plan to put an old, senile, dementia-ridden man in, in, in the position of president with an unqualified, hated by even her own party, loon in Kamala Harris. That's the nicest word I could think of there. As VP, this is your fault. And then you send him out there to do interviews? What do you think is going to happen? He's an empty suit. More Americans are waking up to this too, to the fact that he's unfit to run the country. And yet... As that's, as that's happening and more people are waking up, it's not deterred the Democrats. They just keep charging ahead, full steam ahead, with their efforts to create this communist utopia here in America, just using him as the figurehead. Again, it, it, when he says this, and he says multiple things, it's not just the Taiwan issue, and then the White House and his supposed staff backs it down and says, no, that's not actually how America feels. That, at minimum, should concern the hell out of you. But it should also show you that, hey, guys, he's not running things. He's not sharp enough to do that. Well, I'm just surprised that um, they allowed the White House allowed this edit to come out. I've done stuff where I've shot on military bases where even before we left, we would have to review the footage with them to make sure we didn't show something or record something that was classified or any of that stuff. So here it is. If I'm thinking if I'm, you know, the media wrangler or handler for the White House, I'd say we need to see this before it airs, and we're going to tell you what we don't want to hear. And we know, hey, you know what? We're going to have to talk ourselves out of this corner. Let's have them not show that. That should have happened. I would have had more respect for them at that point if they would have been like, yeah, and, you know, and there was a, we, we, we asked him this question, but, you know, we were, A, weren't allowed to say the answer, or he didn't have an answer. I'd be okay with him seeing that on the 60 Minutes, but the fact that they allowed that to go out, and now they have to backpedal and cover their asses like that's right. what's like okay who like who's at the wheel right now it's like no one's at the wheel in the white house yeah because you would think you would think this is what you know it would be you know there'd be some kind of standard there we have to look at this i was shooting something for cbs at an air force base in florida and the, before we left we reviewed the footage okay hey you can't show this we wrote down the time code and we sent it off to the editor so they knew exactly what it was um, because well, you, you would think the White you'd House think they'd play all of it better, but they're not. Like they're just yeah. incapable. One, because a lot of them are incapable humans, and then two, because they're they're in in the case of a lot of them vile, and they don't care. They they just don't care. They don't care at all. But there was here's the here's the deal. There was some good news, and I'm I'm joking. There wasn't really. 
some good news. News that most of us have known for a long, long time. Lived accordingly for a long, long time. But the good news is because Dementia Joe was, was asked by the, the smug sock puppet, Scott Pelley, about the pandemic. And here's what the freshly drugged up empty suit had to say about the pandemic. Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing. And I think this is a perfect example of it. And there it is. The pandemic's over, folks. COVID's still here. Pandemic's over. My guess is the White House will walk that one back here in, in the next several hours here. But, I mean, even Mr. Joe Incest himself said, look around, no one's wearing masks. Even as his, his brain rots right before us, he knows that masks are a joke. And he's being forced to wear one, or he has been up until very recently, but he still does periodically, as a symbol for regime cult members. Nothing more. And just like that, after trying to force useless drugs into people's bodies and decrying that there should be a winter of misery, everyone should be awful, misery and death. But now the pandemic's over. It's over. But don't think, well, the pandemic, as, as they're saying it, is over. And again, it should have been for you for a long time. You should have been seeing your friends and family members for a long, long time, living mask-free for a long, long time, all of those things. But the pandemic, as it pertains to their policies and their intent, who they are, it's far from over, people. It's never going to be over. It's the new war on terror for the left. There's a new deadly germ around every corner. And the only way, according to them, the only way to stay safe is to give more of your personal freedom to mommy government. Oh, and you know in the in the debates in the next two, not just this election, but the next at least the next two elections, there's going to be a question. What are what are your plans to do about the COVID pandemic and all that stuff? And and you know, of course the Democrats gonna raise, you know, we need to raise awareness. We need to get people vaccinated, masks, blah, blah, all that right. stuff. You know, we have a plan. And then on the Republican side, they're going to be like, hey, we're, we're, we're doing fine just as it is. And they're going to use that as ammunition to say, look, this guy's not fit to be president. It's going to happen, and it's sad. Yeah. Well, and by the way, this guy who, who supposedly is the commander-in-chief, of course he's not, just said that. And again, regardless of, of what they walk back, what they don't, he's, he's supposedly, he's being paraded around as the commander-in-chief, and he just said it's over and and if i'm if i'm a lot of people and i mean a lot of people that lost their jobs over vaccine mandates and other just absolute unconstitutional you know not backed by science bs there's there should be a shit ton of people suing there should be anyways but this just fuels that fire it just fuels that fire but then he was asked about his dismal approval ratings and boy are they dismal here's what he said listen to, listen to this loser response your approval rating in the country is well below 50%. And I wonder why you think that is. This is a really difficult time. We're at an inflection point in the history of this country. We're going to make decisions and we're making decisions now that are going to determine what we're going to look like the next 10 years from now. I think you'd agree that the impact on the psyche of the American people as a consequence of the pandemic, is profound. Think of how that has changed everything. You know, people's attitudes about themselves, their families, about the state of the nation, about the state of their communities. And so there's a lot of uncertainty out there, a great deal of uncertainty. So, of, of course, he blamed the pandemic. Something he also just said was over. He's got nothing else. It's the pandemic and Trump. Those are the only two things they've got. They've got very strong and active plans on both. But the reality is, is this guy was never liked from the get-go. You did not have that volume of people vote for him like they like to champion and celebrate. It just, it's, 
not it's categorically false. He's not been liked. He's not been liked over his 50-year career in D.C. But it really started to go south with the withdrawal from Afghanistan. That mess set in motion his demise shortly after the F. Joe Biden chant started. They haven't stopped, by the way, which is amazing. I love it. But they started. They were at college football stadiums, pro stadiums, caused a lot of Americans the withdrawal, not the chance. To see through Biden and the communists, see them for who they really are. And you'd think that, ah, maybe they're going to back down a little bit. No, that's when they doubled and tripled down. Continued not just putting out crazy-ass policies and making horrible mistakes, but then they started to, even worse, amp up their efforts to vilify conservatives across this country, specifically MAGA Republicans. Then who can forget his hate-filled, blood-red authoritarian speech, which turned off a lot of Democrats, maybe more Democrats than Republicans, by the way. But that was a turning point. Turning point for a lot of people on both sides of the aisle. Most people already hated his policies and, and the rhetoric that he was spewing, other than Lincoln Project pedophiles, the rhinos that are out there. Everyone, everyone has disagreed with him and a lot of what he's trying to do to this country, but that speech, that speech that looked like it was straight out of World War II, straight out of Hitler's mouth, made a lot of people stand up and take notice that their party had changed for the worse, and by God, they have. They really, really did. And yet, <clears throat> as we can continue on the show we got to speed through these last couple of Brandon clips here but there's still conversation with I think a smaller kind of spattering and people on the DNC side about him running again he asked him if he was going to run in 24 listen to his response sir are you committed to running again or are there certain conditions that have to be right look if I were to say to you, I'm running again, all of a sudden, a whole range of things come into play that I have uh, requirements I have to change and move and do. In terms of election laws. In terms of election laws. And it's much too early to make that kind of decision. I'm a great respecter of fate. And so what I'm doing is I'm doing my job. I'm going to do that job. And within the time frame that makes sense after this next election cycle here, going into next year, make a judgment of what to do. You say that it's much too early to make that decision. I take it the decision has not been made in your own head. Look, my intention, as I said to begin with, is that I would run again, but it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I've run again? That remains to be seen. All right. So, so no real answer there. But, I mean, look, the, across the board with this whole interview, it was all teed up. Softball questions. No, no real challenging, no real pushing back, which has been the case, right? But even with everything teed up and these easy lob ball questions, he still struggled mightily throughout. Made, made statements that were not reflective of, of U.S. policy, according to the people who are running, Joe. I mean, imagine if he was in a room, and I know they would never let this happen. But imagine if he was in a room with, whether you like Peter Ducey or don't like Peter Ducey, with someone like Peter Ducey who would challenge, have some issues, have, have several bullet points, quotes, studies, all sorts of stuff, how that would look. He, I mean, he would, he, literally, he would be challenging Ducey or whoever said journalist was to fight within five minutes because he'd be so flustered that he's not getting the question he wants, that he's not allowed to give the, the non-answer that he wants to give. He would be, like we've always seen, challenging to push-up contest, saying let's go fight in the parking lot, and, and making up words like he always does. Exactly, Brandon. Brandon says, let's be honest. If he had real questions, he would get angry and leave about two minutes in. 100%. I would bet. Yeah, he'd call him Jack. Yeah, he'd call him Jack. Say, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. It would be, I mean... The, I would love to see it. I would pay good money to see it, but I would bet good money. I'd bet way better money that he would not make it far into that interview. Oh, I mean, he got harder questions, and we showed it. 
I don't know if it was previous iterations of the show, but it was like before he got elected, was remember it was it was him and Jill uh, on the stage where they were having like some uh, not debate. I think it was just more like he was coming to give a speech, but it was before he was like as he was running on the campaign trail. He got harder questions there because he said "Come on, man!" like four or five times. Yeah, called the guy Jack like three times. It was just like and he was getting upset. You could see it, and he'd like stop asking the question, you know. And he's like, "Well, you're not giving me an answer." You know, and it was just like so he got you know, but also too, I feel like. Then he was, and this might be a good segue to the next thing. He was he he was a lot sharper then than he is now. Yeah, I mean it's he been a very goals. steady decline, and and you're right. I mean it is the same. We've, so we've got this clip that was packaged together by someone else. We can't take credit for it, but but he was asked about his mental acuity. Here is his response, and then here's some clips that we've shown you a gazillion times afterwards that that very much so counter what Joe said. Watch me. If you think I don't have the energy level of mental acuity. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. From, from, uh, uh, Char excuse me, from Charlotte, one, uh, another line going from, in, in Florida, down to Tampa. Of Putin's kleptocracy, yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, put, put the idea that um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons: one, to we haven't been able to communicate it in a way. That is, let uh, me um, say it another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with um, with uh, the, uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. The um, That's it. That's your guy. It's bad guy. And look, as painful as it is to watch, somewhat comical, it's also not because that's our country. That's what the world sees. And there's maybe, probably not in this audience, but there's maybe even some of you out there who feel bad for Joe, but don't. Don't at all. Again, I, I say all the time, I never wish bad things on people. I wish they'd go away. But in the case of Joe Biden, he's a soulless grifter who became rich by selling out America and its citizens. He also used his drug-addicted son to scam money for his family. He molested his own daughter and a lot of other people's daughters, for that matter. So not exactly a great guy. He's a despicable parasite. He's a perfect candidate for the president. Let's get him in. Let's, Let's get him, him into office. Yes, <laughs> everyone. Will, sadly, that's that's how they actually think, though. He's perfect. I mean, this dude's feasted off of American taxpayers for fifty years. Fifty years, he's done nothing. So to see him losing his mind, it really, you know, I, again, I didn't wish it on him, but do I feel bad that it's happening to him? No, I get a, I get kind of a chuckle out of it. To the point where then I, I get frustrated because this is the country that I fought for and that's the face and those are the words, most of which are not actually real words, that the rest of the globe is seeing and hearing. And that montage tells you everything you need to know about the commies. They don't care who's in the White House. They don't care at all. As long as it's their person and they get to do what they want with their person, they're happy. And they're, they're happy as can be right now with, with puppets and absolute buffoons like Joe and Camp Cam. It's the easiest way for them to push their big government agenda. Okay. Let's touch base on a couple other things here. Before a Reminder, we'll be at Booze and Banter over on Locals today. It's drewberkwist.locals.com. So we'll be over there. But less than 24 hours... After two planes of illegals 
50 people. Carrying 50 people landed on Martha's Vineyard. The National Guard was activated. Which is <laughs> and the illegals were removed <laughs> and placed in a military base. And then the and then the illegal send-off was just as fake as every other virtue signaling event that the liberals do. Check out this footage. You know, after they 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 went absolutely insane when they, when Ron DeSantis, which was the ultimate troll move, sent these illegal immigrants that their policies allowed into our country to their doorstep in Martha's Vineyard, they flipped out. We don't have room. We don't have this, that, and the other. And then look at their virtue signaling as they leave, and they they send them away. that just great i mean them hugging you know, illegals we don't have it you don't so, have it. i'm sorry we don't have it but i saw a clip today where it's the the bus is leaving and it pans back to that same group of people and they're like whoo like <laughs> like they turn it off they turn it off they're like whoo and it's like you couldn't even there was that was the news camera. You couldn't have even like kept it on as the news camera turned and looked right. at you. <laughs> you literally were like, Well, yeah. exactly. I mean, though this whole thing was a social media photo op from the get-go, right? They they could care less about these people, which is why they're gone this fast. But you can't even hold hold the smile and the wave and then kind of fake converse with people smiling until the news people leave. No, they can't. Because this is who these people are, right? They they virtue signal with everything. This photo up here, their their BLM yard signs, the I got vaccinated circle around your social media profile. It goes on and on and on with these people. But here's the deal. Rich white liberals hate everyone unless you're in their orbit, unless you're in their little club. And let's be honest, even there, they just pretend to like each other as they compete with each other, but they hate everyone else if you're not there. And the big takeaway from this whole ordeal, this whole event, was that Hispanic people are welcome in Martha's Vineyard, but only if they have leaf blowers. That's the only way. Otherwise, get your ass off the island. I love what Dieter Andrew on on YouTube says, forever in our hearts, not a second in our homes. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And they tried, I mean, everyone tried, the media tried desperately to make Martha's Vineyard sound like this desert island with no infrastructure. They can't handle this. But I mean, not even the the communist sycophants believe the media's propaganda. The, The Obamas have a house there. And that's good for the people who live in Martha's Vineyard because they can now say they have a black friend. So good for you. You're not racist anymore. But we were being told that there was no housing there for them. We just can't handle it. 50 people, by the way. It's 50 people. We can't. 50 people who should not be in our country, but 50 people still. They're saying we don't have any space. We we have no space left. Yet, there's all sorts. I mean, all you got to do is, and I think New York Post, someone ran an article on this. All you got to do is look on Airbnb to see that there was tons of availability there. Tons. So you want to come here? You got some you got some coin? You want to come spend some time with the elite? Come on, spend it here. You're 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 illegal? You're you're Hispanic? You don't look like the rest of us? We're gonna call the army on you. We're gonna we're gonna call up the National Guard. And we're gonna send your asses away on on, on a bus twenty four hours later. 
Now that like like I texted you earlier, if we were doing our show on OAN, I I would have written something where it's you know Martha's Martha Vineyard uh, residents are hoping that this will be their version of the birth birth of Christ story, hoping that the next innkeeper will finally let the immigrants stay in their three bedroom four bath Airbnb. Still yeah. no takers. And then the residents are saying, if it's good enough for Christ to get rejected, then it's good enough for the immigrants. You know? Yeah, like, right. It's just, it, you know, it, it, it's it's heartbreak because they're showing that they're not even willing to help. No, they all. don't want to help at all. They're not I'm, willing to help. They showed That's their true the color. I mean, we knew how they actually felt. We knew how this would go. But they, they for anyone paying attention, they showed their true colors here. They're still the party of racism, Democrats segregation, all of that. They just internalize it and then project it onto other people, namely us, to cover up their own hatred of non-whites. And that type of hatred, by the way, it's generational, passed down from generation to generation. If you're you know, from a certain ilk, you have to stay in those circles and you can't mingle and God forbid, forbid break bread with someone who's from outside of the circle. That's like a, a Hallmark movie. You can't do that. These are the same people, by the way, same people who think that you should have to drive an electric vehicle while they will not and eat plant-based foods while they will not because there's two levels. And meat and fossil fuels, those are only for the elite, my friends. They're not for you. They're certainly not for Hispanics that were flown to Martha's Vineyard. That's the world we live in. All right, everyone smash that like button, whichever platform you're on, YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, CloudHub. Wherever you are, if you're on Rumble, it's the plus sign on your computer. It's the boxing glove over on the app. If you're watching somewhere else, there's a million places it goes. Hit that positive sign and share away there. Continue to chat, 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 and engage. And while you do that, please keep in mind, guys, that with Joe Biden in the White House, you need to act fast, particularly as it comes to your retirement savings, your 401k. If you don't, if you don't act quick, you could see a major double-digit tax hit. Got to get that, that money moved, reinvested in some different stuff. Not all of it, just portions of it. Be smart. He's already made raising taxes a top priority. He's already done it. So make protecting what is yours a top priority too. Right now, but potentially not for much longer, a unique IRS loophole lets you move your IRA, 401k, pension, TSP, or savings account into certain tax-advantaged investments that could protect you from Creepy Joe's greedy, grasping hands. You can move your money 100% tax-free and penalty-free for now. All the details are laid out for you in this free guide that my friends at GoldCo are offering to protect your wealthy, excuse me, your wealth and retirement savings. All you got to do is go to that URL that's on the screen. It's drewlovesgold.com. My friends at GoldCo will rush a copy to you. Shipping and handling cover. It's all free. All you got to do is fill out the form. They will get in touch with you, send you the kit. You don't have to pay a dime to find out how fast you can protect yourself from Joe Biden's tax plans. Go to DrewLovesGold.com. Get your free IRS loophole guide today. They'll give you $10,000 or more in free silver if you open a qualifying account. You could also get a Reagan silver coin if you call them before they call you. So head on over there against DrewLovesGold.com. You're going to be glad that you did. Okay, let's, let's get on. Um, people know we're going to be at Locals. Let's get on past that because we're running short on time here, Disco to a couple quick things. And, and if we don't finish this, we'll finish it in booze and banter. So you guys just got to get over there. But, but Trump was on Hugh Hewitt's show and was asked about potential indictment. Of course, his, his potential indictment. Here's how that conversation went. And here's what he said. You, you know the old saying, a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich if they want to. I'm just asking, if there is such a prosecutor and they indict you, would that deter you from running for president again? I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. And as you know, if a thing like that happened, I would have no prohibition against running. You know that. you've already. I do. And that's what I want people to understand. That would not take you out of the arena. It would not. But I think if it happened, I think you'd have problems in this country, the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before. I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. What kind of problems, Mr. President? I think they'd have big problems, big problems. I just don't think they'd stand for it. They will not, they will not sit still and stand for this ultimate of hoaxes. Okay, so that, that's, that's what, what Trump had to say. And... 
I well, first of all, let me let me just go back a step. Because Hugh uses ham as an example there. And I, I love me some ham. Ham and cheese. I'm I like, actually oh. had a ham, ham and Swiss sandwich today on a bagel. Yeah, it was fantastic. Asiago cheese with the jalapenos in the bagel. It was fantastic. It is fantastic. No, but I mean, a Hawaiian roll with some ham, some cheese, maybe some Duke's mayo. Mm. Anyways, but Trump, Trump is right, so I love him. But we, we got that out of the way. Trump's right, though. If he's indicted, people are going to be pissed. But are they really going to take to the, to the streets and protest about it? Maybe. Maybe. And I think the problem is here is multiple things can be true, right? We, we can't live in this world of absolutes. A Trump indictment would be bad for a lot of reasons. But, but, but perhaps king among them is the response that would come. People would not be, people would not be happy with this. After all that they've endured for the last six years, people would not be happy with this. And I don't blame them. But that's what they want. And that's why the commies want indictment. Because they want to elicit a violent response. Even if it's not violent, they will call it violent. A, res- a very over-the-top response from our side. And you know why. It should be clear to you why they want to do that. Because they want to turn the screws harder on our freedoms. Your freedoms. My freedoms. This, this, this is right out of the, the pages of Operation Northwoods. Which was a uh, CIA operation to stage terror attacks against Americans and blame Cuba. In order to have a pretext to invade Cuba. Overthrow Castro. And to be clear, I'm not throwing the entire agency under the bus. I spent a lot of my adult life working for them. I have lots of friends and former colleagues who still work there. The people doing the real work there are amazing. There are some bad apples, yes. The leadership, bad, yes. As is the case for a lot of our agencies now. But, but as it pertains to this and what Trump's talking about, what the Dems are trying to do, there is, they, they need more evidence that we have a domestic extremism problem, that we have a white supremacy problem, that we have a white nationalist problem, that we have all these problems that we don't actually have. And there's plenty of evidence showing that they're trying to create that with what they did with Whitmer, how they let armed people into the Capitol to further that narrative. It was proven in court that that happened. But to this, I mean, again, they need an excuse, the Democrats, to seize total control Total control. The key is to not give them an excuse. They keep pounding the, the, the Democrat communist regime, keep pounding the war drum of January 6th, calling it an insurrection. And again, it wasn't a good day. No one's saying it was a good day. Most Americans see it for what it was. But as, as more information comes out, More Americans are also seeing that not only was it not what they're describing, but that it was a false flag operation sponsored by the commies with the help of the FBI, among others. Still waiting for that arrest to be made on the January 6th pipe bomb, by the way. A lot of people forgot about that. I've got a smart audience, so I don't think you guys did. All the camera, we've shown some of the camera footage. They had the camera footage. They just happened to not have that specific time and angle that would have showed exactly who it was. But back to his comments, will there be outrage? Yes. And there should be. There should be outrage if he's indicted. But will there be unrest and upheaval? I hope not. One, because we need reasonable people to do the right thing. And, and I'm not saying just take it on the cheek or bend over or whatever analogy you want. Exactly. Where's Ray Epps? But this is about our country which is slipping away, yes. But don't fall for this trap. Don't fall for this trap. If an indictment does not, it doesn't even guarantee that he can't run, as he was just saying to Hugh there. It could. That's their goal. They have two goals here. There's, there's, there's probably a gazillion goals. But the two primary ones are get a response out of the American people and conservatives and make sure he cannot run, which would then get a f- further response out of the American people. But we can't fall for it. It's got to be bigger than any man. I'm not saying he's expendable. He's not. That's not what I'm saying at all. 
but it's about our country and our country's future. And if we give them more excuses while they have the power to just tighten and tighten and tighten the screws down and take away all of our freedoms, which they would love to do, then the rest doesn't matter. Then we're, then we're getting to what they, that they want us to do. Then it's just, then it's just game on. <clears throat> all right. Exactly, Ting. And I, you know I say that all the time, too. I, I fought multiple wars overseas. I know what it looks like. I don't want it here. I don't want it here. Is it avoidable in the end? I hope so. Maybe not. We talk about a split a lot, too. We're not going to go into that today. We're out of time. Going to try and squeeze in this, this story on, on um, digital currency. We'll talk about John Kerry and, and uh, another hilarious thing about him in booze and banter. I put the link in there, by the way. I'll put it in there again on the different chat rooms. That's where we'll be to discuss John Kerry. Bill Maher brought some, some common sense again this week. And then the Marine Corps is, is, it seems like what could be a positive move, kind of loosening their punishment. Their, their, their policies remain the same, but not necessarily following their own policies when it comes to punishing people for pushing back against the vax. We'll talk about that. But let's, let's touch on digital slogan currency. slogan had to change. Oh, never mind. You, we'll talk about that later. Okay. You, All right. So let, let's, yeah, let's, let's save that because I want to get to this before we go. So the Biden regime, as we knew, they, they, they did an executive order four, five, six months ago to do a survey or a study on digital currency, something that would be disastrous. And they're now full steam ahead to convert our economy to a digital dollar. The White House tweeted out their plan on Friday. You can see their announcement here. They, it, was a, it was a long thread of announcements. If you hate yourself and, and don't value your time, you can go read it. But the digital dollar is not new. And this plan has been around for years and can be found on the Treasury Department's website. And yes, for those of you out there who are big into this, the digital dollar lines up with the Great Reset to establish a new societal pecking order. What comes with that, thank you, Dieter Andrew, by the way, what comes with that is personal ESG scores, which is a cornerstone, a huge part of the Great Reset. And a lot of you are probably familiar, but ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. Each of the categories are simply compliance zone. That's, that's what they are. Environmental, for example, something John Kerry and all the people who are pushing this on you, by the way, would, would have awful scores on. Well, again, we'll talk about him and what he told people in Africa to do in booze and banter. But environmentals, how big is your carbon footprint? Do you consume too much energy? And how much of that consumption is affecting the environment? You'd be, you'd be graded on that. Social, are you an anti-racist? What have you done publicly to state that you're not a racist? Are you a non-minority or, or a part of a non-protected class? Then your score's low, by the way. Sorry, white people. You're white, you're part of the oppressor class, and you have benefited more than minorities because of systemic racism in America, so your score sucks. Governance. How many times have you spoken out against the federal government, the FBI, whoever, the, the, the White House, the administration? By the way, Facebook is helping the FBI with this one. We talked about that last week. So our scores would be low. Tanked. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> but we, we talked about it last week. No one else is talking about it. But it's out there. It's been stated and, and shown and proven. It's just not conducive to the narrative that the mainstream media and the Democrats want out there. So no one else was talking about it. But we found out that Facebook was reading personal messages on the platform and sharing them with the FBI. And any messages that were deemed anti-government or questioned the 2020 election were sent to their domestic counterterrorism unit. So with this whole digital dollar thing, that they're talking about and saying it actually looks pretty good and it makes sense after our study, which we already knew the answer, regardless of what the study said, the answer was going to be we need to move forward with this because they're awful people. But with this dollar, the regime gets to set the price for what the physical dollar is worth, worth based on your personal ESG scores. Again, mine would be horrifically low because they hate me. For example, though, it might not just be me. It could be you. You're a white male who owns guns, okay? There's a lot of you in the audience. 
You get 40 cents for every dollar because of a low ESG score. You're an Asian female, you get 60 cents for your dollar because you're traditionally a higher earner, more educated than the average American. You're undocumented. You're one of the people who just got flown to Martha's Vineyard and then bust straight off the island. You get 80 cents. 80 cents for your dollar because you've had to live in the shadows. This is the only way to level the playing field. And unless you're connected to the regime, you will not be getting a one-for-one exchange for your dollar. So like climate change and, and green energy and electric vehicles and all that stuff, which they paint as this responsible, respectful thing to do, this is all just about control. The government would be in charge of all your transactions. Pricing would be based on your ESG scores. So if I want to buy a bag of Doritos that costs $5, with the digital dollar, based on my ESG score, those Doritos could be $20. They'd be dirt cheap for the illegal immigrant, though. So it's nothing more than a communist power grab. No one should want people to have that much control over what you do, what your dollar's worth, what, what, what you have access to. Hey, we'd like to take all of our money out. We're going to do something different. Well, no, we're not going to let you do that. Or if we do, we're going to greatly depreciate the value of that. No one should want that. Well, Just people who are on who are on their side will want that because they will value from it and everything will be good. But the second that we get a president there that that doesn't necessarily take it away, but says, "Oh, we're going to change the rules," and then it goes backfires on them, then they're be like, "Why do we have this? This is the worst thing ever." Right? You know. So it's it's you know, like I'm not I'm not just saying we need to get Trump. We need to get someone back in office for some of these things that that are close to coming into play to right. cancel them out to get get rid of them because this is not for the benefit of America. This is for the benefit of the Democratic elite for the people who are on their side who agree with them. This is not has nothing to do with the American people. Yeah, no, it's it's it, this is absolutely awful. What is happening? And and again, in the end, everyone but the elite loses. Everyone on on all of these policies. I I just it it still blows my mind that there are people who want to go crawling back to the government teat and say, "Hey, what can I do, Daddy? Can I can I spend money here? Can I do this? Is it okay if I see my friends? Is it okay if I st- who on earth would ever want?" to live a life that way. And I, again, there's people who do. I just don't get it. I'm about freedom, man. I'm about this country. I'm about freedom. That's all. I, I don't care if, if, if you are totally different than me, as long as we can agree on those things that our country kicks ass, not as much as it used to, but it could again, and freedom is awesome, then we can have a conversation. But a lot of these people don't want that. They want government. They want big government taking care of things and taking control of things. And that is terrifying. Okay, folks, we are headed over. I love that people are saying just it's, it all comes down to what group you identify with. So if that does happen, just change your, you know, what you identify as, change your gender, you know, frequently change your name. Just say that you identify as a minority group, even if you don't. I'm three quarters black. I just look this way. I'm three quarters Hispanic or Asian. Whichever, whichever one's going to give you a better ESG score. Just, just tell them that. They can't argue with you. Oh, that's how you hold on. Are you joking? Or do you really feel that way? No, I really feel that way today. <sighs> Got us. All right, we're going to continue this conversation, guys, over might have to develop Drew Island. Let's do it, Ginger. I'm all about island life anyways. We're going to continue this conversation over on Locals. I've put the link in there multiple times. I will do it one last time. That's where we're going to be for booze and banter. It's drewberkwist.locals.com. There's a specific link that you can click on that'll take you right to today's episode if you want. Uh, you can do it either way, uh, but please come on over there, join us. We look forward to spending some time with you. For the rest of you, if you do not make it, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, same time, same place. Be safe, be smart, be free.
You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.